And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards, alongside the lovely and talented Miss E. How you doing, babe? Come more of across the table than alongside, but yeah, I'm well, good. That's true. But, you know. I'm good. I feel pretty productive today, even though I had a crappy week, so. Yeah, well, we'll get to the productive day here in just a second, but uh, let's talk about the crappy week. It's been a little bit more than a week since chemo, and this one was a rough one. It just was exhausting. It just seemed to just make me more tired than usual. Yeah. I was going to bed at like 9 o'clock and waking up and just barely could sit at my desk kind of days. so it was just, I just was physically tired. Like, my whole body was just exhausted this time. I don't know why. And, you know, sometimes I'm, it hits me bad. Sometimes it doesn't seem to hit that bad. But, man, at least I wasn't throwing up as much this time around. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for small blessings. Yeah, uh, right. And before we get too far along, I want to say thank you to Mark in New Orleans for the care package, which came at... A just a, a very opportune time because you were feeling pretty low, yeah, and all of a sudden, this is like this... the happiest box on earth. <laughs> it was awesome, it was really it was cute. It was like all kinds of Mardi Gras stuff, all kinds of Mardi Gras stuff, and like authentic things from real crews in um New Orleans, not like the stuff that we get at Party City and you know, Virginia, <laughs> right. and woohoo, get our Mardi Gras on with. So, yeah, I'm I, I can't, I have to have throw a party next year just to use all this stuff. Yeah, it was really amazing, and some uh, some St. Patrick's Day stuff in there as well. Yep. So, so thank you to Mark uh, in New Orleans or Nolans uh, or New Orleans, but I don't think anybody pronounces it that way. Got to write a real so. thank you note, but we'll be sending you a couple of bottles of hot sauce. Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be in the mail. So, um, anyway, we'll get to the PO box and the email address and everything a little bit later on in the program. But today was a very productive day. You may have seen if you follow Miss E on Instagram or if you follow me on Twitter. We were dealing with bees today. Yeah, it was nice because it was overcast and cool this morning, so wouldn't expect them to be so terribly active, like going back and forth to the hive for stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it was exciting. I just kept my calm the whole time. I was like purposely making sure that I stayed calm, even though inside of my head I was like, <laughs> oh my God, look at all our bees. Oh my God, look at all the bees. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, they all made it. Yay. Um, so Yeah. So after we put a, put a short little video up on Instagram, but after I, you know, said, oh, shit, look at all the bees. Oops. Um, uh, we went ahead and put another uh, 10 frame super on top so they can start storing even more honey. So we didn't take any this year because they say first time hives don't do it for the first year. But I'm hoping we can do it next year. Yes, I'm hoping we can do that next year, too. Sorry about the uh, beep, beep, beep you just heard in the background. We're trying something new here with social media. We're going to try to uh, actually uh, post a little bit of video of us recording the podcast here. Always trying to, you know, up our social media game a little bit. Yeah, not really, but... <laughs> okay, make... one of us is always trying to up our social media game a little I bit. do my Instagram thing. Facebook is kind of blah. I try to share, like, funny things and recipes there. Like, if we specifically talk about food, mm -hmm. then I'll go ahead and post, try to post the recipe on the Corny Goat Farm page. But I don't have Facebook anymore. It's so weird and it's so creepy because I like 
go into another browser and like, oh, we saw that you were looking at that yarn. Here's 17 yarn stores in your Facebook ad thing. You're like, why are you doing that to me? But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I've been off of Facebook for a while and I, I know that I should get back on and keep doing more, but I just... I'm just not into it. So uh, anyway, so Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. Best way to find Miss E on Twitter at Cam Edwards. And and yes, you do still post stuff to the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, I do. I do. So you can follow us there as well. Uh, so, so yeah, so the bees were this morning and got that taken care of. Really, really pleased that there were no stings. Uh, at one point, uh, you had, I mean, you were just, your back was just covered in bees. It's a good like thing I said, didn't know that. You were very zen. Real calm. Very yeah. buzzed out. Like, totally all I could hear for a while was just, like, very loud buzzing. Right. Uh, but the other thing we had to do today was, you know, we had to remove the winter insulation. Yeah. So that was, like, the first thing to do because it's getting warm today and we didn't want them to start roasting inside the hive. So, and then we added the, another floor so they could expand. So it's all good. Yeah, it was all good. It was it was really cool. I mean, so we've got our beekeeping jackets and we've got our beekeeping gloves. Somebody asked on Twitter earlier today, can't they sting through jeans? And probably if you get them all freaked out, they can sting through everything. Right, but this is jeans are pretty thick, and unless you're like actively brushing at them, you know they'll land on you. They'll they'll check you out, but I don't think they're gonna you know, kind of uh, sting your, your, your legs through your jeans normally unless, you know, unless you give them a reason to. And, you know, you're making your, you're taking your time, you're doing real slow. And no, I didn't, I didn't smoke them today because mostly I'm afraid of killing my bees with smoke. Like I got them through the winter and I don't want to poison them. And I wasn't going down into the frames. I was just merely, you know, adding another layer. So... I didn't really need them bothering, you know, being smoked. But, yeah, I think it went really well. I got, you know, I felt like uh, it was pretty calm. And I'm super stoked that they made it. And there's so many. Like, they they did, you know, I think we did oh, yeah. have some, you know, everybody's being born and going out. And we've got our yard is, like, I, it's another thing I posted on Instagram. I posted this big picture of that area down near my greenhouse mm -hmm. and then a close-up it's a it's literally a field of violets yeah it's really pretty it's really pretty but that's the problem it's like it's really pretty and there's carn there for the there for the bees everywhere right but we've got weed flowers all <laughs> over the yard that are anywhere they're they're starting to get really high but at the same time we're like no we need these for the bees right now so you know there, there are some people in our past who would be like aghast at the state of our yard at any given time because I really don't think there's any grass anywhere really. There's a there's a little bit of grass, but there's a lot of. It's mostly weed just flowers. really weird weeds and weed flowers. Yeah, but there's I think the wildflowers is what we can call them, right? Uh, yeah, but it's awesome. So somebody said somebody posted a picture that or one of our old neighbors says, "Don't tell me that's your that's your field of violets," and I'm like. Well, this is the one near down the greenhouse. Now we have patches all over the yard. Boy, would your husband hate my ground, my front yard. So, at some point this week, I am probably going to have to mow the front yard. But the deal is, we can mow in sections, so we can yeah. leave the back alone. We can leave the driveway alone. We can leave where there's active flowers. Yeah, I out. just, just want to get the big clumpy bits tamed down. <laughs> That's all. Uh, so yeah, but I but I also wanted to wait until April. Yeah. To mow for the first time because it just, I get mad when I have to mow in March because I don't stop until October 
And then that only, it's like, really, I got to mow eight months out of the year. So if I can just get by with mowing seven months out of the year, I feel like I'm, I'm doing a little bit better. Well, today's the last day of March. So exactly. there you go. So one day in the first week of April, I will <laughs> mow a little bit of the yard for the first time. Uh, so before we danced with the bees, um, Saturday, I put the first seeds in the ground, put beets and carrots in, yep. and uh, and that's good to go. And then uh, after we worked with the bees this morning, on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, went down to the greenhouse and got everything planted. Yes, we planted, what, 15 types of tomatoes that I've divided into five different beds by type. Right, so we have cherries. So we've got... Um, well, we got two beds of paste. We have one that's slicer, and it's going to be pretty because it's Cherokee purple. It's a red, genuine, and it's a Amish gold. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be like just pretty in the front yard. Um, and then there's uh, cherries. Then there's a cherry. I think there's two cherries or two grapes. That would be the five, right? Yeah, two paste, the slicers, and then two cherries. And they're they're also different kind of colors. I think there are more than two cherries, but well, because I know we've got no this... two beds of cherries. Oh, two beds of cherries. Okay. No two beds of cherries. Oh, okay, gotcha. Each bed has six uh -huh. types or three types in it. Yeah. So each okay. bed is going to have three types of tomatoes. So we have six beds of raised tomatoes. We have about eighteen types. Fifteen. Types. Well, we have fifteen types, but we've got double in a couple of places. Okay. So and then seventeen varieties of peppers this year. Yes, and those we've got, um, we're going to be putting down in the garden instead of in raised beds near the house. Because mm -hmm. we, we mess up when you're in, tomatoes and peppers really need different water. And we just about killed stuff off with trying to keep everything watered right, but we were overwatering and not watering. So we found that the tomatoes do great in the front raised garden beds away from uh, chickens and <laughs> rabbits. And the peppers do great down in the garden because it's unrelenting sun down there. Right. So the peppers are going to love it down there. So we do have some improvements that we're going to try to make this year, though. We're going to try to fence in the, the peppers uh, with the same uh, six-foot-tall fence that we used for the chicken yard. And we've got these old doors that have been lying around since uh, no, I these, long. No, these are the ones I bought at oh, that one the... woman's place. Remember, we she... I did, yeah. I remember the woman. She, we met her at an at, at a uh, at an estate sale. That's right. You guys were talking about uh, the radios. radios. Yeah, and, and she collects old radios. And her whole property was her grandparents' property. Mm -hmm. That all the buildings are just filled with antiques and doors and what have you. And I bought two doors there. Yeah, and like twice a year, she opens up her property, and people can come in and, and look and buy. Yeah. And she had like basically a whole building full of doors and windows. Yeah. And so you ended up buying two doors. And big, solid, heavy wood doors. Yeah. We've had, we've, but we did have some doors laying around when we, we moved did. here. One was next to the propane tank and it has since disintegrated. It has. And then that's the top one that's with the other two that I bought. So there's three over that, over, over in that, um, against the shed. Yeah. So the plan is we're going to have, you know, just a, a wire fence, but then we're going to have uh, these two wooden doors. that will be our gate into the garden, which I think would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm going to paint them and do some funky stuff with it and maybe use some old... Um, we've got some black locust limbs that when we had some trees cut down, they saved for us because they were pretty straight and pretty big. Mm -hmm. So I think we might be able to actually use those as those gate posts instead of having to buy 
posts. Actual, like treated lumber. Plus, we have another place. We got another pile of posts somewhere on this farm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. We need to start recycling. I know, right? And so then, with the uh, the raised beds, we are going to have to uh, enclose them in chicken wire, which we did last year, because not only do the chickens actually get into the beds now and they'll take their little dust baths, but the cats, the barn cats, have started using two of the raised beds as their litter box. So that's got to stop. I yeah, don't so we're know gonna what, have to what, rake out that, for, and we're augmenting all of the boxes with uh, some peat moss and some cow manure. But we're waiting until there's something to plant in them so that the cats and chickens can't ruin it. Right, and uh, so so the good news is with the garden the, for the for the peppers. Um, last year, we ended up really not doing anything with the garden. Except right? for tilling it and then covering it with black plastic. <laughs> right. And that is what saved us this year, apparently. Yeah, because I, I took up the black plastic today and it lo- everything looks really good. We had put yeah. down some hardware cloth over about half of the garden. Yeah, That's that completely overgrown right. with weeds, but the pla- the black plastic actually did keep its dirt under there. Yeah. There's only the a couple. we got to mow, mow around the edges and kind of maybe do a rake fluff up but mm-hmm. yeah yeah for the most part it actually looks really good so um so I, we're not going to have to do a ton of work to get everything ready hopefully and then no. they, the other half of the garden that just got overgrown we're probably not going to even use that this year so i'm going to take up the landscaping cloth and then just mow it and then we'll get that back to looking like normal it's always gotten so much shade like at all points of the day, mm-hmm. it's not been good for root vegetables. It's maybe cucumbers it would be a good really place well for, there. that's the only thing that did well over there were the cucumbers. And then it might be a good place for lettuces because it's so, but that whole third of the garden is just all shade. Yeah. So it's, you know, if we're just doing the tomatoes up front and the peppers in the rear, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> well, that we are. This we is what are. we are. I mean, literally. Yes. In relation to the house and the property. <laughs> the tomatoes are right. It's like a it's like a garden mullet or something. It was. Like that, it right? was kind of a garden mullet. <laughs> so I had to go down to Farmville or into Farmville today and uh, go to Tractor Supply to pick up black oil sunflower seeds and cracked corn for the for the uh, goats. And on my way down. Uh, I passed not one, but two Amish carriages today. Really? First time in a while that I've passed two on okay. the same road. Yeah. One was heading towards Farmville. One was heading away from Farmville. Huh. So at some point, they would have, maybe they were going to meet in the middle. I don't uh, know. <laughs> maybe. But, uh, but we're starting to see more and more of the, the Amish families here. Like, they really are moving in. Oh, I saw one in downtown uh, going right past the post office. Really? Going towards, um, going north. Okay. Yeah, but I was just like, wait, they're in, they're gotten in town? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually seen the carriages at the, uh, it's okay. It was the camera just went ahead and shut off. Its oh, power. okay. Um, I've actually seen them parked, their, their, their horse parked, uh, in the parking lot of the grocery store. Have you? Yeah. So I haven't seen the horses, but I've seen the shoppers. Okay. But I've gone out looking around and I'm like, I wonder if they're not. I wonder if they're hiding somewhere. But. Yeah, no, and they and they pulled up. So the horse was standing in the grass, and the carriage was on the pavement, and the horse was just hanging out, like nice. no hitching post or anything, you know. But I guess the horse is just cool. Yeah, well, he knows how to behave. Right. Wow, such a chill horse though in a parking lot with all the cars around here. It really is, yeah. But, I mean, but they're used to it. They're on the road all the time. I guess they've got to be acclimated to it very quickly, or or 
constantly so that they don't freak out on the road. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to see how 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 things have kind of started to change. You know, we've been here long enough now to recognize change. Yeah, right. right? Speaking of, by the way, so this kind of sucks. <laughs> our, our neighbors, our old neighbors uh, across the road from us, the other day, I hear sound of saws, and I go up to the top of the the driveway, and sure enough, they are cutting down Everything. all of the old trees. So, so the the property across was about seventy acres. It went up for sale about a year ago. Nobody bought it, so it went to auction. Somebody bought it. Have not been able to flip it, and. Again, about 70 acres, probably 45 or 50 of it is in loblolly pines. But, but they're, they're immature. Not mature, right. So they can't cut them. So my theory is that in order to keep making their mortgage payments on this, they had to make some money off of the property. So they cut down all of the old growth timber, which is right in front of the house, yeah. which is not a great looking house. No. Now it's really ugly and it's on display. I think it's going to bite them in the butt when they try to, as they keep trying to sell this house. Yeah, because they just the, made it really ugly. Yeah, they've made it look horrendous. It looks like a bomb went off in their front yard for an acre. Oh, more than an acre. I'd say that's probably for, I don't know if you know how, if you've seen how far down it goes. But No, I've seen how far it goes. I meant how the depth to the house oh, between the, the road and the, the house. Yeah, that's an acre. That's about an acre, but it looks like. Probably a, eight but, or nine but, acres all told. I know. It looks. just wiped out. It looks horrendous. It absolutely looks horrendous. It's just like, I feel like Lorox, like, where are the trees? <laughs> Save all the trees. But it, yeah. What uh, I hope, and you're right. I, they've just reduced the curb appeal immensely. Yeah. Unless they go ahead and cover that whole thing with grass seed, but they're not going to want to spend any more money. They're just trying to get the trees out of it. Right. Yeah. They're just trying to make money out of it. So, yeah, it's it sucks. But so uh, if anybody's looking for a big house with an outbuilding <laughs> and a barn, um, that's probably going to go start going for really really cheap. If you're a mechanic, there's a gas. The garage is for sale down the road now too. So yeah, that was the other. I know you went thing. to go get your car worked on. Right, I had to go get my oil changed, and I go up and and well, first I actually called, and the number was disconnected, and I thought, okay, well, that's weird, but maybe that you know whatever. And then I drove up, and I was like, oh, it looks kind of dark, and I opened the door, and I could get in because the door was unlocked, but everything was gone from inside the office. It was just vacant. So wow, yeah. even the big carriage. Yep. Oh, the big carriage. Well, that's good though. At least a big carriage, we can't get stolen. Right. But yeah. So our, our local one of our local garages has, has closed down, and that's been there as long as we've been here. Mm-hmm. So that's a shame. I actually did have a, a friend on Twitter, Robert, um, who you've met. Uh, we went out to dinner. He lives in New Jersey, but work takes him down here occasionally. And uh, we were talking. I mentioned something, and I think I mentioned something about the trees and uh, and and this property. He was like, "Well, how much is it?" And I was like, "Well, you know," I told him. And apparently he's looking to get out. So he, he he's like, I'm kind of interested in that place. <laughs> I think it's still overpriced. But, uh, I mean, it's, listen, it's got a double wide on the property that you can rent out. Right? Yeah, so, it had, and I think it had its own septic because at one point there were tenants over there. Mm-hmm. And it's got a big barn, like you said. And then there's another, there's at least four outbuildings. There were two double wides. 
Yeah, one of them is gone though. Okay, so but there were there and then was there's a, a there's a big barn. There's a two car garage. A, then there's like a shop garage house shop, yeah, thing. Yeah, shop garage. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of and it's a big property. Mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't just all together. And the house is supposedly four thousand plus square feet. Now, I do not know what they did to the inside of the house. I saw the inside of the house, and I wouldn't, I'm not too sure. I'm going to say, this is an entire gut job, guys. <laughs> Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, which is weird, because the house, I guess, was originally built for a retired Navy OBGYN and his wife. Which is a really, I, I, I often wonder how a dude served as a, in the Navy. How, how is that your job in the Navy? <laughs> Well, well it, back in the 40s, it was mostly all men. <laughs> there were waves. <laughs> eh, I right? know, but still, that was just... And, and, like, and the uh, military wives. Nah, that's true, I guess. Right? Um, but you would think that, like, I don't know, this house just looks weird. It, it, it just, it was, you know, clearly custom built. Well, no, it was because what happened... Doesn't... They took a house and they took... So it, it wasn't necessarily that it was custom built for him. He He had a house there. That was a much smaller house. What they did was they tried to, house, to combine the house with a garage to make the house bigger. Okay. And that's why that part of the house, remember it was all the cement floors? Yeah. That part of the house was the garage. Okay. So they tr- they turned a house and a garage into a giant house. It's still just, it's really odd. It doesn't really work. No, it's <sighs> it's just kind of a disaster. It's just like, like you walk around and you're like, this is the weirdest place I've ever been in. And it was we were in, it was because we were there for the estate sale picking mm-hmm. up stuff. But it was kind of fascinating to also walk around the neighbor, the old lady's house too. It was like, wow, she was always bragging on her two-story house. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. and, and like you said, this would be a complete gut and reno job. But it's a big shell, so there you go. It is. I'd do some work on the outside, too, honestly, because it's just weird looking. Well, it looks like it's... Well, the outside looks very, like, it's really 1960s. A, it's, like, asymmetrical. It's well, that's like, because it was a house in a garage. I know, but it just looks <laughs> odd. So I would do some exterior work, too. Uh, I mean, you know, you can put up with it. Yeah. Right? But, uh... Definitely yeah. tackle the inside first, yeah. especially the kitchens. Uh, there were two? Yeah, there was the one main ugly, weird 1970s avocado. Uh, no, it was, yeah, it was the gold color, oh, whatever, harvest, harvest gold. gold. And then there was the other kitchen that was in the part of the house that was the garage with the cement floor. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a, it's a strange house. I think I missed that one. So, uh, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're, you're brave to move. And, you, and you're into renovations. <laughs> we could probably get you a house pretty cheap. <laughs> Bad news is uh, you don't have any timber to sell. No, you don't. But then you might know about 20 the years. Is, well, I'd say sooner than that with the pines. Yeah, that's you true. Know, probably, I don't know, seven or eight, maybe. I, I have no idea how long those, it takes those for those. pines grow pretty quick. Well, I think they're related to grasses and bamboo, aren't they? That's why know. they grow so quick. That was and so that was your other idea. We had to drive into uh, to Richmond this weekend, and as we're on our way in, we see this uh, strand like this. this what, what was it? A copse? It was what would you call it? I don't know. It looked like a bamboo forest. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of bamboo. And so your idea was, let's just go back and cut down some of that bamboo and plant it. Yeah. And it can be a screen for us uh, and, for and the we road. Have to see the. Right, we have to see the ugliness, and it would cut down on the uh, and the noise the a little because those are those were really, really, really tall bamboo. Yeah, they, they were, were huge. They were at least like three or four stories tall. Yep. And so if we planted them be along the road, but behind the nice trees that are there, mm-hmm. yeah, I think 
It'd be a cheap screen too. Right. This car start whacking it, and because you can just like, there's a way, and somebody probably knows this better than I do, but there's a way to cut bamboo so that all you have to do is cut it in the right places and dunk it in some water, and it'll, and you can and you can propagate it that way, or di- stick it in some dirt and propagate it that way. But you just got to make sure that you're doing it around the the bulby, joiny bits, right? Okay. Well, if somebody is a bamboo expert, the, let us know. Yeah, because that'd be a really cheap. Free screen for us. Just, yeah. just time and effort. Yep. Uh, one more bit of little uh, local information before we uh, go go national and start <laughs> to answer some emails. I've got a, I've got a story that I want to talk about too. But uh, uh, found a lavender farm not far from us, and so we're gonna. And lavender is the one herb that you planted last year that actually grew back. Right? Yeah, I have a. I put a. I bought some plants. I think at Lowe's. And I put him inside a black plastic bucket outside of my greenhouse, and there's they're coming back slowly but surely. So I was like, "Yay!" So yeah, near Appomattox, I found a, a family farm that switched over, I guess, six years ago to growing lavender. Like that's it now. That is their crop, and they make their own soaps and sachets and whatnot. But uh, May the twelfth. They're having, I think it's the, what is it, the Southside Herb Society, I believe is what it's called. They're they're, having a a big open house, and they're going to have all different farms there, and doing classes, and you can learn how to make stuff, and you can tour the lavender fields, and you can buy plants there, right? So if you are in or around uh, Central Virginia, May the 12th, um, I'll... I'll get you the information, you can post it on the Facebook page. Okay, yeah, that's an Appomattox. Okay. I don't know what that was. Oh, that was your phone. All right. Well, we're going to pause just one second for, uh, I'd say, station identification. This is the Blaze Podcast Network. All right. There. That was easy enough. Yep. Um, Okay. So one story that I want to mention before we get to emails, Mm -hmm. and the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. So Elizabeth Warren introduced her rural platform this week. And I got to tell you, like, I would sooner set myself on fire than vote for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> but there's some really, really smart stuff in there. Uh, and as far as appealing to farmers and rural oh, okay. interests. And, man, it is full-on populism. Like, she explicitly com- compares herself to William Jennings Bryant, who was the, the, the prairie populist in the late 1890s. I don't know what a populist is. So a populist is... Um, Someone that appeals to uh, the, the the people basically by offering stuff, right? It's not the fiscal conservatism. It's let me give you stuff. Oh, and but it's it's tailored to different uh, demographics. Okay, and so for instance, uh, she's big on rural broadband, mm. right? Which if you live out in the country and your yeah. internet sucks, you're I'm like okay, big into rural broadband myself, so right? I get it. Um, uh, ending the checkoff system for farmers, which is so if you uh, are a beef uh, or if you grow beef, chicken, or pork, you contribute to what's called a checkoff fund, whether you like it or not. It's basically yeah, like, your union dues. Yeah, but, right? yeah, we had that conversation the other night. It's like, you know. And it goes to marketing. And um, I have learned that there are a lot of farmers out there who really question what their money is being spent on. And they don't necessarily want to contribute to the checkoff system, but they have to. Oh. And uh, and so I, I've seen, again, I've seen a lot of people on the right saying, ooh, 
get rid of the make, make the checkoff system voluntary. Oh, uh, and then there's country of labeling origin for your meat. Mm. So right now your meat can be uh, raised overseas but processed here, and you or, don't you don't know or, or raised here around. and processed overseas mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah, um, and so this would actually have you know country of labeling. Country of origin labeling. Mm, okay. So I, I I hope that there's some folks within the Trump campaign who are looking at these ideas uh, because, and stealing them. Well, yeah, because I mean, honestly, you know, her. Oh, and one of the other things was uh, no foreign buyers of land. That's right, because we have a problem with to, that too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's she said something like, you know. Uh, enough land, uh, basically the equivalent of the state of Virginia, is owned by foreign countries or foreign companies. Yeah. Which is nuts. And I know one is uh, growing alfalfa that then they're shipping back to their own country to feed their animals. Wow. So Elizabeth Warren's idea is uh, no foreign ownership of land to grow food, which, again... I gotta think that that's gonna be really, really popular in rural America. So, yeah, yeah I'm really hoping that uh, some of the Trump campaign can steal some of these ideas <laughs> and uh, maybe improve on some of these ideas a little bit. But it, it's interesting to see at least one of the presidential candidates on the Democratic side um, paying attention to rural issues as yeah. opposed to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who talking about you know cow grain and flatulent cows and yeah, I know. Less said about that, the better. Yeah. You want to get to some emails? Yes. Okay, let's do that. Email address, as I mentioned, is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Uh, let's start here from the beginning. Uh, James out in Colorado, digging out in Colorado Springs, uh, says, A note to encourage Miss E. Whenever my wife overhears me listening to 40 Acres and a Fool like tonight, she says something along the lines of, I really like her. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So take that, Missy. You've got Radio Mojo. Aww. Best to you both uh, from James. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. And, uh, I think Missy really likes your wife, too. Yeah, thank you, James's wife. And, and and what am I? Chopped liver, James's wife? All right. Next, well, he uh, obviously likes you, so. <laughs> uh, Matt and uh, Marsha from Boulder, Colorado, writing in. says, Marsha and I were in Toronto some years ago, and I asked for Canadian bacon. <laughs> Uh-oh. And was told... Uh, all our bacon is Canadian. (laughs) He says, the name comes from a time in the 1800s, pork shortage, when pork was imported from Canada to Great Britain. My understanding is that Americans are the only ones to call it Canadian bacon. Oh, okay. Uh, You might know this already, says, but your podcast reminded me of that trip. We love the podcast of 40 Acres as well as Cam and Company. So thank you, (laughs) Maggie, Matt, and Marcia. So what, what is, what is, what is that called then? Well, it's a pork loin. Okay. Um, and it's just a smoked or it's a cured smoked pork loin, which is a whole different part of the bacon, a part of the pog than where bacon comes from, which is a fatty layer on their stomach area. Oh, okay. So it's just more meaty and the way, and it usually has, that's why it's more of a ham, really, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah, it is more of a ham. It's not really bacon at all. It's more of a ham product. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's. I think it's consider- It's like an Irish ham is what that is, that part, I think. Okay. I'd have to think back because I think that was one of the problems with the, the meat confusion when they got over and the best thing they could find was 
corned beef. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Um, so Mike uh, in Manchester, Michigan, writing in. Last time we had heard from Mike, his wife was getting ready to go into the hospital. It looked ah. like things were getting pretty serious. Um, good news. Oh, okay. Right? So he said, the first surprise when we arrived uh, at the uh, doctor's appointment uh, for a biopsy on her thyroid. Um, we uh, had the same surgeon who removed uh, her gallbladder a couple of years ago. He did a great job, so we knew we were in good hands. Second surprise, Mike says, she did need a biopsy. Turns out thyroid nodules are fairly common. There was nothing about hers that necessitated a biopsy in his opinion. They aren't large enough to be of concern, nor did scan show any abnormalities worth investigating. Oh, good. So going to do another scan in a year to make sure nothing worrying shows up. Uh, Mike says that is about the best news we could have expected. Yeah, that is good. That is fantastic news. Congratulations, Very, Mike. Yay. Uh, and Mike says, so we had the rest of the day off. We went shopping. I uh, had to talk her out of buying baby chicks at the farm supply store. <laughs> we can have them where we live, but we're friends with a 4-H poultry supervisor for the county. Our sons are in the same scout troop who said never to buy birds from stores like that as they're basically the last leftovers after everyone else buys the good, healthy ones. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. Might be why people have less luck with that. I was just at a, well, I mentioned the name of the store earlier, but I was at Tractor Supply and there are chick days there. Chicks all look pretty healthy. I mean, I got to say, they look pretty good. I have to say, however, though, I've been there and I had to go up to the front and say, hey, you guys need to turn off the heaters because these baby chickens are being cooked to death. It's Uh, too warm in the store. They don't need to be. And I could see them. They're all like laying on their sides and gasping. I was like, somebody needs to go do that. Um, so they, I don't know. Okay. Who, who knows how they, how they are. All right. Well, Mike says we can always buy the uh, chicks from, uh, our friend or somebody else she recommends. Not that we need chickens. We can enjoy them vicariously through your tweets. Um, mm. Mike says she really wants a cow. <laughs> I, I always wanted a cow. Which but... there is no way we can legally keep in the village where we live. She yeah. Says, <laughs> always love cows. Living in an area surrounded by them will have to suffice maybe, at the moment. Maybe they have the miniature jerseys. Come on. They're not that big. Right. <laughs> I, I, listen, I would love to have a cow as well, but I, you, then you got to have two cows. Yeah. You can't just have one cow. You well, then you have the, cows. you get a pregnant cow and then you keep her baby. Uh-huh. And then you have two cows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. And you milk the mom. Yeah, like we have, we have, I have enough problems with milking goats. I don't need to add a cow into the no mix. No kidding. Yeah. And that's way more milk than we could possibly use as a family anyway. Way Gallons more. and gallons a day. Right. We are still on Baby Goat Watch, by the way. We've got, I, I, I fed well, the Well, it should be April tonight. sometime. Okay, so Fern looks like she's just ready to explode. She does look like she's going to blow, and her uh, udder's filling in, and so is Freckles', Freckles udder. Freckles' udder is filling in, and she looks she looks almost as big as Fern now. Toffee is looking really big, and her udder's starting to fill in. <laughs> so I think we've got, I'm guessing we've got three that are going to be going here before long. I thought Fern would have gone already. I thought this last night where it froze a couple of nights ago, I thought that was going to be the night that she gave birth. Nope, she's just hanging on, but yeah. uh, we will have adorable baby goat pictures here before long. Yeah, because uh, they do throw some cute little polka-dotted babies. Right? They really, really, truly do. Yeah, ever since we got Chico in the mix. Uh, Greg in the Dallas-Fort Worth area writing in says, I'm currently on another trip to New Jersey, and I have to ask Missy, e, how on earth does anyone get around New Jersey's crazy roads? Even with a GPS, I am turned around. Uh, you have to actually have been born there, really. It's horrible. It was really funny when you moved to Oklahoma and I would give you directions because I'd be like, okay, so turn west 
and then go south for a little bit, and then you're like, you're like, what is this that you're talking about? Because Oklahoma City was just a grid, right? Meanwhile, New Jersey is like the you, you had know, to go like left, a, right, like left, pasta, left, right. right? Yes, yes, <laughs> left, right, left, right. And we have those all turns, which we you know, which we call jug handles, but because the sign says all turns here, people from out of state call them the all turns, uh, where you have to go right to make a left. It's all over New Jersey. Yeah. And yeah. don't forget, we used to have a lot of more traffic circles, too. And the jug handles in the right. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Greg says, uh, looking forward to the NRA annual meeting, our fourth. We've booked our hotel a while back. I'm looking forward to that as well, Greg. We'll see you in a few weeks. Uh, Greg says, as for the garden, we're definitely doing small tomatoes and bell peppers again. I'm thinking of trying some larger tomatoes this year, too. Also planning on some carrots and possibly some kitchen herbs as well. Sounds like we've got a similar yep. setup going yeah, on there, Greg. Uh, Greg says, glad you got the two microphones set up working. I am too. I think yeah. I think we're, we're it, and I think we're even going to have, I don't want to, I, I, I won't spoil the surprise, but I think we're going to up our game even a little more when it comes to our ability to do podcasting here. So oh, what are we going to have, be able to change our voices so I can sound like Darth Vader? Yeah. Oh, that's uh-huh. kind of cool. That'll be cool. I could do a podcast as Darth Vader. <laughs> Greg says the uh, past tense current event segment on gun control was fascinating. They might have come up with some new insults and arguments since then, but they haven't. Uh, I find it particularly interesting the way some people just can't help seeing the gun as a phallic object and automatically assume that it is somehow compensating for some inadequacy. Honestly, Greg says, I think that such arguments are far more indicative of their own state of mind than any issues on the part of gun owners. <laughs> to put it in psychological terms, they are projecting. Yep. Yes. Um, and, 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 and so if you have not had a chance to listen to that past tense current events podcast about gun control... This it goes back to the 1960s in the fight over the Gun Control Act of 1968, and there were these quote-unquote studies that were released by the gun control supporters, uh, where you had you know researchers claiming that basically if you were a gun owner, you were probably a latent homosexual. Oh, not just a pervert. You <laughs> not, were okay. Yeah, not just a tiny wiener, but you were probably secretly gay. Back in the 1960s, when of course that was that was a much bigger insult. Yeah. What's interesting is you still see the left throw out gayness and homosexuality as an insult to straight people, conservatives, as if that should bother them. Right? They're like, "Oh, you probably like dudes." What? What if we? What if I did? Yeah. You know, What's wrong with that? that? You're okay with that, aren't you? Right. Exactly. But but it's it's weird that. They still do that, and I haven't quite figured that out. Anyway, Greg says, uh, to put in psychological terms they're projecting, I had to pause the podcast a few times to deliver a passionate lecture to my steering wheel. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I am still and will continue to be praying for you as you kick cancer's butt. Thank you. Uh, Greg provides us his uh, info on the Instagrams as well, and we'll be uh, following you, Greg. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we are going to kick cancer's butt. So we've got... A couple of weeks here before we uh, find out the results of the next scan. Well, we and, have to have uh, the scan first. Right. So that's in a couple of weeks, and then we'll find out the results the next day. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just getting to the to the uh, okay. actual results part. Well, maybe it's not like I already had the scan, and it's going to oh, take no. forever, and I don't want people to think, no, no, no it no, doesn't no, no, take no. that long for CT scan results. They'll know the next day. In a couple of That's the cool weeks. thing about computers and going to the same place is they actually do a map of every one of mine to compare the sizes of all of the masses to make sure that they are getting smaller or bigger. So they have the sizes of every single one of them. Okay. So, yeah. So we got a couple of weeks for that, and uh, and we will keep you all appraised and apprised of uh, what's going on here, which is appraised? Apprised? 
apprised, I think, right? Yeah, we aren't going to appraise anything. I'd be like, give an estimate of how much money this desk cost. You, uh, I'll appraise you and you're, uh, you're, you're priceless. Uh, well, thank you. you. Thank you. Mwah. All right. On that cheesy note. Very cheesy. <laughs> Uh, thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, we took two weeks off just because Missy wasn't feeling good. And, you know, honestly, like, I could sit here, and I don't mind talking to myself uh, <laughs> for the for the, um, uh, You do it often enough. <laughs> I do. But for 40 Acres and a Fool, it's just, it's not only is it different when you're not around, it's just better when you're here. So Aww, well, thank you, I would darling. rather skip a week than, you know, just have me talking for 45 minutes. So. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you're back, uh, and we want to hear again your garden plans. Want to hear how they're going? We're about we're about six weeks behind where we should have been, but I'm okay with that. Hey, I'm fine with that. We're behind, but we're still doing it. So exactly. That's the thing. It's like you just got to go. Yeah. Even if you haven't started yet, and you're thinking, oh, it's not. Hey, it's got all summer to go. You might just not have as much as you would if you had started earlier. That's right. all. Yeah, last summer we or last year we planted so late that we figured we're only going to get like a month's worth of peppers, and that's about what we got. Yeah. And but that was a month's worth of peppers. We were still able to put some, you know, in the in the jars to ferment. So Actually, we, we make... didn't hardly have any peppers. It was tomatoes, and we ended up with a actually good amount of tomatoes for a long time because they just kept going until October, and I was able to put back. A lot of quarts of tomato sauce. Okay. So, but no, peppers, we ended up buying most of our peppers from our friend, our friend that oh. was through the CSA. We'd buy extra hot peppers. Oh, okay. Um, we hardly had any peppers. We had some on the two side garden beds, but the chickens would eat them before <laughs> we could right. get ripe. And then we didn't realize so many of them had died in the greenhouse because they got cooked to death that yeah. we, didn't, we didn't. And then when we were bringing some out, all the pots fell over. So we didn't know what was what. So we ended up just planting the peppers that we had. So we didn't really have much of anything. Ah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Sorry about so, that. I no, all right. <laughs> I just invented memories of it. Remind a, me again about summer. how horrible my pepper prop was last year, baby. Go ahead. Well, this year Sweet talk be, me. This year's going to be different. It is. I overplanted everything, but it's better to have more plants than you need than not enough. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, uh, not everything is going to germinate. Some of these seeds are really old. Some of them are saved. Some of them are brand new. So Yeah, I'm actually going to be interested because some of these seeds, we should have written down what seeds were the old ones. Every seed that I used this year, uh-huh. I planted last year and they all germinated, okay. but we killed them in the greenhouse. Okay. So, yeah. Because we've, we've got some seeds from 2015. Quadrata di Rossi's were from 2015 Thir- or 2013. 13. Um, I had some jalapenos that I had saved from 2015, some poblanos. So, yeah, but I keep them in a plastic container and I keep them uh, in Ziploc bags closed up, but there's all, there's all, so like in a, paper towel so that absorbs any extra moisture that could ever happen That's for the for, and the, then, for the seeds that, that, that you, i saved that you saved yeah not the and, seeds that we bought no but they're also in the same box right sealed back up and then tucked away in the you know you know dark in the in the um my one of my shelves in my office mm-hmm. so but i mean hello there's a seed vault supposedly saving seeds for you know hundreds of years into the future i figure if something's only a couple years old we've got a chance of my germinate yeah yeah, I, I I think things are good. I think but this year I got to remember to save more pepper seeds because I usually what happens is I rinse all the peppers, cut the tops off, and shove them into ferment, right. and then I forget to save seeds. 
to grow for next year. So this year I got to remember to cut the top off, scrape out some of those seeds, right? <laughs> dry them before yeah, I ferment. Yeah, and you don't need to save a lot. No, I mean, no. Thing, you know, maybe just from a couple of plants. That's about it. Yeah, right? like maybe twelve to twenty-four seeds per type, mm-hmm. just in case. You know, yeah. I don't need more than you know. We're trying to up our hot pepper sauce game, so we wanted to have more peppers. So that's why we went a little overboard with how many pepper plants we planted. Right. Um, but also, I've got a couple of really cool small green bell peppers that aren't green. They're red and orange and yellow and green. And I love to t- grow those to a certain point. I want to have stuffed peppers. Mm-hmm. And so they'd be nice small sizes. Um, and then if you let them go to red, I want to just chop them up and freeze them. And then I have a, a bag of frozen I can just grab and throw into every recipe, and I just love having that available. Absolutely. So, all right. So, hopefully, next time you will uh, be regaled with stories of baby goats. Um, I'm hoping actually to uh, tell you stories about planting some blueberry bushes. We can talk about the failures that we've had in years past and yeah. how this year is going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, and maybe it's all going to be different. Even the first little sprouts popping up next time we talk here on. If we do this once a week, full. you'd be really, I'd be wishful thinking. I said, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Until then. Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll talk to you soon. Here with. Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 